Hey y'all, it's Coach Deborah, and I'm with my girl Lavon, aka the Love Doctor. This is our very first episode of our long-awaited podcast called "To Hell with Rejection." <laughs> Come on, Lavon. <laughs> to Hell with Rejection. I mean, we haven't had a challenging night, y'all. I'm gonna say "To Hell with Rejection" more than I know. More than anybody I know at this point, it's besides yourself, because Bye. we've been recording for forever, 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 ever, forever, forever, ever. Because you know that's what happened with this rejection thing, right? I, don't I know? But you always get pushed to, pushed to the side. Somebody always distracts. <laughs> Something always causes some type of distraction. We done been on the line for two hours and ain't accomplished <laughs> nothing but laughing at each other. But that's okay. That's but how it is. Right, because we, we need to be laughing. Because um, otherwise, you know, this, this spirit of rejection will make you cry. You know? or, cut somebody, or cut somebody out, one of the other. <laughs> And look, I like the I like the cussing out better than I like the crying. Right, right. And we look, and and you know we've been working on it, baby. We've been working on staying in character. Um, we, my character is quite boring. I'd rather come out of character. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. We gotta stay in character because you know what? We're not gonna let this spirit of rejection control us anymore. So you know. Which is the reason why. So let's let's talk about that. The reason why the, the the title of the podcast in the first place, right? You know, when I um it popped in my head, you know, to hell with rejection. It was like, oh Lord, these Christian folk gonna be having a fit about that name. <laughs> but then I thought about it, and it was like, you know what? For two reasons, it was good to call it to hell with rejection. One because. You know, all that crap that we get, you know, from people, their rejection. It's like, yeah, the hell with that. We're not we're not receiving that in. You know, for me, it's like I gotta get to a place where I'm not receiving that stuff in. And I'm saying, yeah, the hell with that. I'm not I'm not allowing you to bring that rejection to me anymore. I'm gonna take my power back. But and then too, you know, from a spiritual perspective, it's to hell with rejection because in the name of Jesus, I need to be binding up some stuff and sending it back to hell that's not of God. Amen. So, you know, so when when that popped in my head, I, I want to give it, I want to give the Lord credit for that, but I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she don't know. She don't, don't know what the Lord said. <laughs> but, you know, we do recall how um, was it was it Yahshua? Was it Jesus that said, "Go back from whence you came"? Yes. yes. Okay, so that's like saying to hell with rejection, isn't this it? Is true. This is true. This is so true. just like he went in the synagogues and turned over the tables and said, "You turning my father's house into a den of thieves." I, I, I'm not too um, shallow to think that he didn't say, "Y'all niggas is turning my father's house into a den of thieves." I'm just saying now. I'm just and, and, saying. And, and, and then followed up with the "to hell with y'all." <laughs> right, exactly. So you know, he wasn't no punk. That's for sure. Right, he was not. He was not. And and you know what? We gonna have to stop being a punk when it comes to this rejection thing, because because this this demon spirit, because it is a demon. His demon spirit has been around too long. I know for myself, 
has been around since conception. I don't know about you, but for me, it's been around since conception. And that's a long time, being that I'm over 40. I'm just saying. <laughs> being that you only look 29, it's okay. So for me, it's the same. Um, right. Rejection is, is a trait is a, a really a discontentment that is inherited, you know, is the rejection that came from those that came before us. Oh, it's yeah. an original sin. Yeah. Um, we made sure of that as women and associating ourselves with the woman in the garden and deciding to, to violate the premises and the man in the garden deciding to not listen to the spirit of the Lord, which told him to not do something. And then he said, well, the woman gave it to me. Right. Um, there again was the rejection of, of Adam rejecting his own wife because he was trying to pass the buck. So I would have to say rejection is inherited. It's not something that we just decided that we was going to accept on our own it was something that was given to us to learn to work through i believe oh that's good what you said learn to work through that's that's huge that's huge but we ain't gonna get into that tonight because that's gonna be a lot right there that's gonna be a yeah. lot right there but that's like a for me that's that's the essence of doing this podcast is learning to work through you know not to stay in it as bad as it is, but to learn to work through. So that's that's the essence of the podcast. It's it's everything that we're about to and have, you know, walk through and to get to the other side of this rejection thing and become rejection free. And so, you know, that's that's the walking through that we're we're going to cover on the podcast and, and just share every time we have an episode um, because it's a process and it's not it's, one that, you know, it's not, I mean, it is, I, I was about to say, you know, it's not a short process, but it can be whatever process, you you know, whatever it is sense. for you. Right. But the, the, the interesting thing about it is it's going to always come up. It's not something that's ever going to die out. So you have to choose what's the what's the truth. I have a, um, a habit of asking myself, so what's true about that statement? Mm. And I ask myself that question because oftentimes I can hear something that is a form of rejection. And then all of a sudden I'm accepting it as something I said, I did, it was told to me mm -hmm. and it didn't have any connection with that whatsoever. It was right. just something I accepted right. because again, we are used to accepting those things because we've inherited them. Yeah. So it feels like they belong to us when in all actuality, we get to choose whether we, we want it or not. Absolutely. I mean, you know, that's I even even though it wasn't named in in the things that Jesus died to give us we know it was right so you know he talked about health he talked about an abundant life you know he talked about love joy peace whatever the case may be but i know that because god is good that being free from rejection is good so i know that's a part of that 
And and we know that anyway, because I mean, if we if we think back, so let's share this. How we even got to knowing that we were supposed to do this podcast. You go first. Well, one second. There's a point that I want to touch on mm-hmm. because you said before the the word was even called rejection. But in fact, that's exactly what they did to Yahshua when he walked the earth, that he did, they did to Jesus. They rejected him. And then Yahshua even felt it as a human because he said, Lord, why hast thou forsaken me? But not my will, your will be done, Father. Right. When he was in the, the um, garden praying. So it's, it's one of those things that we know that it doesn't belong to us, but at the same time, we can't help but feel the the side effects from it because it's been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. And never to go anywhere except for um, out of our minds. And that's the only way, that's one of the only ways besides prayer and self-care and other mm-hmm. ways to, to get past rejection. So I just want to say that. And as far as... Um, rejection and how did I notice it? I mean, or when did it start for me? Like I said, from the beginning of time, I was born into incest. My mother was uh, molested by her stepfather and I was the product of that molestation. And so my mother was young. She was 14 when she, um, excuse me, had me and she turned 15 like two weeks later, but she still was a kid. She didn't have a voice. And, you know, back in the 50s or maybe even the 60s at that time, she was born in around 55 or so. Mm-hmm. You know, the secrets. I have my family come from the South. So, you know, secrets is the biggest thing going. You know, they don't. They, more they, secrets than anything. Right. They don't understand that omission of the truth is still a lie. Okay. You know, they they rather disagree and say, no, it's not. We just not telling you everything. So right. therefore, it's still a lie. Right. So, um, of course, as a child, as a baby, I didn't feel any of that rejection because my my dad, my real dad, and this oh. is, this of course, not knowing. And my aunts and my uncle and my grandmother, they doted. They loved me, you know, so I did receive the love. My understanding of rejection, though, came when I was five, six years old and was getting beat for no reason, being Mm -hmm. told that I would never amount to anything. Um, Just couldn't understand why, why I was a good girl and I was being treated so poorly. Oh my goodness. And sorry for my light, because um I don't know oh, if it's a, a it's spirit in spirit of rejection, girl. Right. It's just trying it's trying me, child. It's trying me. It just <laughs> keep going in and out, in and out. It's okay. So yeah, it, it came I I grew up as I was I was rejection. Right. In in the grand in the grand scheme of things, when you look at um incest, okay. And then the grandmama leaves because she don't believe the daughter. And then the aunt tries to tell the mama and she tells the daughter to shut up. So they just allowed the secret to carry on. So I was, 
I was the object of rejection. I, if you put my my face in the dictionary next to rejection, it would have been my picture. Oh my okay. God. So I just chose. Um, I'm learning. I shouldn't say I chose, but I have learned to choose something different when I realized that I was rejecting myself. So your rejection came from your mom, your grandmother, the, the family, your mom's side? My, the whole entire family. Whole I mean, family. so the only one that did not, the only two people that did not reject me was my uncle and my aunt. My mother's rejection was due to the fact that her voice was taken. She was yeah. she was not prepared to at 14 right. to be a mother. I mean, what child is? I mean, I right. wasn't prepared when I was date raped right. at right. the same age. But not understanding the background of my story in order to be able to fight what was coming. But clearly it was not meant for me to do that because then we wouldn't be having this conversation. Right. So... Um, it was just the beginning of everything. Like I said, my mother rejected me. And so she abused me mentally, physically, emotionally. My dad, he would rejected me because he was a pedophile. And I guess I would want to, I would want to reject being any associated with right. being a pedophile. Right. Yeah. So, that, that reminder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Every yeah. time he yeah. looked at me. Every time he looked at you is a reminder. And, and then later on in life, when I became, when I was a, about 32-ish. Um, I have an older sister that's 20 years older than me. And she said that she couldn't stand to look at me. So there again, right, I was right. a kid being criticized by the actions of some adult, uh, an adult and a child that I had no parts of. And here you is 20 years older than me, rejected me for something that I didn't even have right. had nothing to do with. And, and, and that's the crazy thing about rejection because it's like, you're rejected for stuff that you have, not even for stuff. I don't even for stuff. I mean, because with mine, you know, mine came at conception. And so, you know, my perspective is different now as an adult. But at the time, of course, <laughs> you know, I'm just a little egg in a womb, you know. And unbeknownst to me, I'm causing a lot of pain, you know, physical pain to my mom. So first of all, I'm number four of four, um, and and now of course we have a little sister. But my for my parents, it was four of us, so I'm number four. I was the baby, and you know, typically the baby is just the one doted on. Yeah, yeah, not. <laughs> so you know, being number four, born 1967. So at that point, birth control was available where it hadn't been you know, readily available before. So, you know, my mom was on birth control when she got pregnant with me. So she was trying to make sure she didn't get pregnant again because um, she had horrible morning sickness. She had everyday sickness, all day sickness from the time she said, from the time she conceived to the time she had the child. So you got talking about nine months, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, pain. And then you add that with, okay, I finally got a way to not have this pain anymore, you know, by not having another child. And the dog on birth control ain't trying to work. What the heck? Stand that one. 
<laughs> I understand birth control not working because I didn't want no kids and I was on birth control when I was date raped and got pregnant. Oh my lord. So you know there's a whole episode in that one right there now. Because <laughs> obviously, and I'm just going to say this part, obviously we all was meant to be here. You know, obviously. obviously right? Because he it's up to him whether a child's coming through or not. It's up to him whether that conception is going to happen or not, right? And 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 it happens. So obviously, so you know, put a feather in that because that's that's a whole other episode, right? Because because there is purpose in this, even though it's ugly and, and and stinky, and you know, it doesn't make us feel good. But there's purpose in it, and and we'll get. Well, a diamond don't look beautiful until after it's cold, right? Right, right. When it's cleaned up and it's all that dirt is gone and everything, yeah, then it comes shining through. So yeah, but yeah, so Mama was on birth control and 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 the pain that came from you know conception was awful. And so you know, I I can imagine because she's like the she she always knew when she was pregnant because of course the pain that the morning sickness came. So it's like, okay, I'm taking birth control. I'm good. We ain't gonna have to go through that anymore, right? And then, <laughs> oh, I'm sick again. What happened? <laughs> so, so all that. <laughs> Besides the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> well, we on birth control, so it ain't supposed so all the, you know, all the, all the frustration and the disappointment and I'm mad and you know. Imagine what that feels like. So all that goes inward, you know, onto this little child that I don't want nothing to do with y'all doing what y'all did to have me. <laughs> you know, just like with you. It's like, you didn't do anything. You didn't cause this thing to happen, but it happened anyway. And, um, you know, but you getting it, right? Everybody giving it to you. And, and for me, when I came out, I'm the darkest one in the family. So, you know, it's, you know, back in the day, you know, Alabama. Huh? I said back in the day, you was the milkman, baby girl. I was, baby, I was somebody, because, you know, if you ain't passing that brown paper bag test, (laughs) yeah. You know, I'd have been all right if I were a little cute, little light skinned girl, but I don't know cute little light skinned girls. I mean, these lips a little bit. I mean, I love my lips now, but back in the day, they were not, they were not in, you know? You said that brown paper bag test. Folks used to ask me, you know, you know how you meet somebody and they see a picture of you and then they ask, what's your skin complexion? I used to tell people all the time, well, I'm paper bag brown. (laughs) You passed. You passed. So okay, sorry, I digress, and I'm gonna back up. <laughs> you passed, I did pass. <laughs> Look, and 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 the rejection came. You know, I say that that that's that was the reason. You know, because that's what I heard all the time, right? It was always the the you know stuff about dark skin people they dumb they stupid they everything and even it even though you know and honestly it wasn't technically you know targeted at me it wasn't like oh she is or whatever now there were some things right because my gums are purple 
to go with this dark skin. My lips are, you know, bigger. And so I heard all that, right? I, they told me my, my, my gums were poisonous because, you know, I must be part snake. You know, and I got the, um, that I was uh, laid by buzzing and hatched by the, by the sun. I was like, <laughs> really, y'all? What do you with all of these signs? I don't know, baby. I don't know. Trust me, I don't know. So you That's a horrible way to treat a child, though. Yeah. Like, but what are you rejection. thinking? But that's rejection, right? And, and like course. you said, you know, thinking back to, to, to your mom and, and her situation, it's the hurt people hurt people, right? We know that. She was hurt. My mom was hurt. So hurt people hurt people. That is that is that is real all day long. And we learn that later on. And, and so we can make sense of it and we can have perspective on it. But when we're going through it, when kids are going through it, and, and like you said, I'm wondering what I what I, what I do. I, I think that's here. And I'm already, you know, people are already saying things about me and doing things, you know, and treating me. I got, I got, I got, I think I got everybody whoopings in the house. Mm. It's like they can do that and I do the same thing and I get the brakes torn off me. I'm like, what in the world? So you look around and you're like, what? Yeah. And I'm the youngest. So you ain't did nothing but learn from them if you the youngest if, anyway. If I was doing it, I learned from them, but it's like the difference. And that's the thing that for me, you know, pointing out the difference, you know, let me know that there was something, it had to be something wrong with me. Because if, if we're doing the same thing or we're asking for the same thing or we're acting in the same way, but the treatment is different then yeah it's got to be something wrong with me absolutely and you find just what you find yourself um thinking that you're not pretty not loving yourself there must be something definitely there must be something wrong with me but my response every time when i was rejected up until a certain point i would have to say probably 13 or 14 was I would definitely say 14 after I was date raped because then is when everything really hit me. Um, It's much bigger than this. I'm going to be happy no matter what. I I mean, that was my response to everything. That was my response to being beat. Mm -hmm. That was my response to being talked at horribly. Um, My first, one of my first beatings, I was, my mother asked me a question. I told her, that no i didn't do that mm-hmm. i the boys went downstairs for me to get ready for bed because i knew bedtime was coming and i didn't want to get in trouble so i put my pajamas on like i'm supposed to and my neighbor's kids they went downstairs while i got my pajamas on and they came back upstairs afterwards she didn't believe me right she beat the brakes off of me okay i was five years old I, mm-hmm. girl the the belt was clear um it's called lucite that's what they call it now mm-hmm. is it was clear lucite with a gold strip going mm-hmm. through and when i say she beat the brakes off of me and thought i was lying i 
I still had to go to school. So when I got ready for school, I made sure I wore three quarter length to long sleeves and it's the middle of the summertime. But, you know, I I had to be cute. So I made sure I had on my linen or, you know, polyester back then. And then um, I would I wasn't really able to sit, but I would force myself to sit down where you couldn't see me went. And then my grandma, I went out of town with my my uh, mother's stepmother and their family, which we lived across the street from them. And she touched me and I and I shuddered, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm. mm-hmm. and she said, what's wrong? And when she took the um, shirt off my back, it was like. It, I would have to say it was like the passion of the Christ. Like oh she had beat me, so they had to use a mercurocomb on my back oh my because God. of the wet. The webs were bleeding because they hadn't been taken care of. Because I didn't tell nobody. Oh my god! So I was five. Oh. What did I do to deserve a beating to the that. point where my back was bleeding and yeah. I was too ashamed to? I, I, of course, I took baths, but I made sure that I hid myself. Mm-hmm. You know, or how about even being rejected when you go to your mom and you tell her that something is wrong? I'm bleeding. All she did was hand you a box of pads and and don't tell you what to do with it. Yeah. Well, mm. well, whose child am I? Right, girl. Look, I'm I'm listening to you, and it's now my story wasn't like that because that was yeah mm-hmm. so i didn't get beat down like that you know i just got blamed for everything right so i took took a lot of old stuff but but thankfully they didn't beat me down like that it's just getting beat for for something that you didn't do was bad enough but it's i'm hearing it and it's like that the rejection stories are so parallel mm-hmm. you know and i've talked to so many people you know since i started um, making rejection my focus as a coach, as a life coach, I've talked to several people and I'm hearing these same stories, LeBron. It's crazy. I mean, you know, varying degrees, but still the same thing. You ain't never believed if anything happened or somebody did something, you always the blame. You know, people talking to you crazy for something that you didn't do. You just being regular child and you getting talked to like crazy in the unfairness and the injustice and you said something too it's like you got beat down like this was the passion of the Christ because we this is our passion and and you know because we all have that cross to bear and we're more like Jesus than we thought we were absolutely it's, this is this that cross that we're bearing and just like him, it's the rejection, you getting beat down, you called a liar, you <laughs> you know, you said ain't nothing good and you you know, nothing good about you. So so much parallel with him. And what's now that I, I'm hearing you repeat it back, right? It all boils down to our light that you're really afraid of. And but we don't know no better. We don't know that. You know, 
we it takes years to get to the place where we even know that oh I I'm I'm different in such a way where I'm called to this thing. I don't get to make a, you know, people get to make a whole lot of choices. And of course I can make those choices, but my karma comes back instantaneous. If I make one wrong move, if I make one false mistake, it is OVA for LeVon. Okay. I don't get that do over. I don't get, sometimes I get that grace because if I don't know better, I can't do no better. Right. But along the way, because of being rejected at such a young age, those of us that are rejected at such a young age always is given the wisdom Mm -hmm. to move forward. Mm -hmm. Always we always understand or can give an understanding for the reason why. When we don't really understand the reason why, but somehow we can articulate the reason why it happened. Right, right. Which 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 goes back to the other parallel, which I found too. It's like there's so much purpose, right? And there's so much, there's so much that God has for us to do, just like just like with Jesus Christ. Right. And so what I came to understand after after a number of years after, you know, becoming an adult is that I had to go through this because my relationship with God, because of what happened, because I couldn't go to my mother, I asked the same question as you, which is crazy. Who is my mama? (laughs) Because this can't be. I mean, again, five years old. No, yeah, mm, probably seven years old, seven, eight years old, because I remember I got baptized at seven. And I used to go around house talking to myself all the time because I'm a seeker. So therefore I seek to understand. And I could not for the life of me understand. Watch this. Why my mama treated me like this. Obviously at this age, right? Because I'm I'm comparing and I'm looking and I'm seeing people do the same thing I'm doing or, you know, and they get treated differently. And I'm like constantly around the house like, why? Why, 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 why? So in my little mind, I said, well, she couldn't be my mom. You know, I had to be an outside child. <laughs> Don't ask me how I knew my outside children at seven years old. I had to be an outside child. <laughs> I understand. Because I lied to me. But I did. I said, I, I reasoned to my little seven-year-old self that I had to be an outside child. And my mama must have died because that's the only way she was going to let me come up in the house is if my mama died. So that was my narrative. That's what I told myself. My daddy got out there, had an outside child. My mama died and I had to come stay with her. Because that's how I was treated. At least she was creative. Because I understood all too well that this this wicked woman was my mama. And wh- how am I going to withstand this hell that I am living in? So I threw myself in reading and getting smarter and um, researching, yeah. which has definitely worked in my favor now. Um, but the thing that it did not work so well for is 
my self-doubt. Yeah. So I don't, I don't imp- embark upon a lot of things right. that, I, and I, I promise you, God gives me some of the most amazing ideas. ideas. I can write the whole project plan from beginning to end, have it lined out the way that it should go, the way that it should, should work, build a prototype, and then I put it on the shelf like it's a porcelain doll and it's going to make itself. Mm-hmm. And of course, we know that... <laughs> What is it? Um, I don't. I'm probably gonna say it wrong, but faith without works is dead. You said it right. <laughs> okay. So I did. I done did all this work, and I. But I got all this self doubt. Yeah, yeah. Because because that's 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 one of the, the the children of rejection. She got so many children. I mean, so many children. Look, yeah, that's a whole episode. How many episodes we got right now that they have to deal, you know, talk about all that stuff? Look, look, put up sadness, put a, put anger, a shame, self doubt, procrastination, perfectionism. Yeah, self esteem, self worth, perfectionism. Um, I said procrastination, right? Did I say that one? No, but shoot, procrastination, mm-hmm. which honestly, let's just be clear. I did not know that procrastination was a form of rejection until we was talking about it, what, three or four weeks ago? And it makes so much sense. It's a baby of rejection. (laughs) I mean, but it makes so much sense. The reason Mm -hmm. why you take so long to get to it is because you don't want to face that you won't do well but you're already creating the the fact that you won't do well and you right. don't realize that you're speaking it into existence because we are creators and our words have power absolutely so absolutely. yeah it's it's just one stumbling block after the next when it comes to rejection and, and yet yeah, it, it comes as many 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 different imposters but the beautiful thing about it that we 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 know right is that even though our beginning was that one is not our end which we know because otherwise god wouldn't have us do this podcast and we know that there was so much purpose in it because we know how much you know like we just talked about how much we mirror the whole you know jesus life how our life mirrors that and how we are evidence that that's you know scripture is, is is real because we are bearing this cross just like him and right. and we do have to die and just like he did for the greater good which is the reason for the podcast right this is us dying to that rejected self and saying you know what i'm gonna move out of this thing i'm gonna get delivered from this spirit I'm gonna heal from all these, you know, them children that <laughs> that that rejection had and made me take care of, you know, put on my back and made me carry and take care of. We gon' we gonna leave that in the dust and say to hell with that. <laughs> rejection, right? <laughs> and, and send it back where it came from. To hell with rejection and um to embrace what growth and opportunities yeah. for learning, for understanding, for being able to help someone else. So although 
many of us had to go through the hell. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of us that will benefit from not having to go through the hell because of people that came before them. Absolutely. If we all took into consideration what others had to, you know, the word says it's best. Many had to die in order for you to live. Mm -hmm. So I, I would have to say in order for us to carry the torch and, and be the, the anchors for different people, um, I can applaud us for putting ourselves out here in front of an audience that don't know us, but we're just telling all our business to. And, you know, in Black family, what goes on in the house stays in the, Stay house. In the house. You don't go outside telling all your business. Stay in the house. Yeah. And the longer you keep that thing closed up, the longer you do, do not allow your vulnerability to come forth and free you the more you're stuck with being rejected because it's always, always, always going to show up until you say, to hell, to hell. with rejection. <laughs> All right, yeah. so I think that's a good place to stop for our first episode. And we're looking forward to coming back next week. We hope you guys join us then for another episode of To Hell With Rejection. Love you like you mean it. Bye. <laughs> Bye.